You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about one of what I think is probably one of the biggest moves in U.S. soccer since Pulisic, which Pulisic going to Chelsea was just last year. But I think that this move is maybe just as big as that move or maybe even bigger, potentially. So before we get started, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you very much. If you are listening on iTunes and you want to leave a review or if you want to subscribe, that would be phenomenal as well. If you want to go follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, basically anywhere, Reddit, anywhere on the internet. If you just search Heroes for Sale, you'll be able to find it. Uh, So let's get into this. So the move that I discussed in this first intro part of the episode is going to be Weston McKinney to Juventus. Now... There were some rumors that Messi wanted to go to Juventus because I, I, you know, and from what I've seen, a lot of like rumors, <laughs> they go kind of crazy, and I feel like it's almost crazier than, or maybe, 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 maybe not. I'm not 100 percent sure here, but like it feels like it's, the rumors sometimes can get a little, a little bit crazier than even like American sports because. You know, I saw like a Photoshop with Juventus, Messi, and Ronaldo, and I think that's that's one of the main reasons why I think this move for McKinney is such a big one, is because of Ronaldo and because he's going to be playing with arguably the best player in the world. Now, yeah, I know people are going to say, "Well, is it Messi or Ronaldo?" I think, I think it's it's close enough that you could say either one, and you're not going to be necessarily wrong. So he's going to play in the Italian soccer league. He's basically, and, and I mean, he's going from Schalke, I think is how you pronounce the name of the team in Germany that he played for, who were bad. Like, they were not good at all. And I think he scored, like, the the after the reset, I think he scored a goal or something, and he he scored, like, half of the team's goals, and they only scored, like, five goals or something like that. So, you know, that was not good. Uh, So for him moving to Juventus, he's basically moving, he's basically moving to the team that's the best team in the Italian league. Like, and I know it's not, I, I mean, the example isn't really apples to apples, but like, it's like he were to go to. Uh, Bayern, or it's like he were to go to PSG essentially, because he he's going to, which grant you know I know I know that I mean Bayern has just been the best team in the in that European or uh, the Bundesliga for, you know I mean I think they've I think the statistic that I saw said that they had won, they won or not even really statistic they won the last they won the Bundesliga the last eight seasons so it's it's like him moving to one of these big teams. And now he's going to go play with, you know, I, I I don't think it can be argued that the most famous soccer player in the world. So that's big. And then also uh, this the Italian soccer league that Juventus plays in, Series A or Series R, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, they play on they they have games that play on ESPN now. So ESPN has the rights to you uh, that league. They have the rights to the Bundesliga. And I think that's it. And then I think like the 
I think CBS has the rights to the Champions League, which they I, I think they kind of messed up an opportunity this season where they they put the games with English commentators on the CBS All Access app, so you had to pay extra on top of your uh, on top of your cable to get these games if you wanted to listen to them in English. But if you want to, listen, but they were also on the Spanish channel, so that was it was kind of in, I didn't know that was kind of weird. So I listened to basically all these Champions League games that I watched. I just watched them on mute, and I like was I don't know doing stuff on my phone or working on stuff on my computer. So I mean, it was just it was just kind of weird that or not or actually not even weird. I mean, I did watch the final, but like I think you could honest with I think they did a good job, and I didn't even really necessarily notice that. They that it was in Spanish. I mean, I obviously it was it was more of listening to the the crowd, and I think the announcers you couldn't like obviously they weren't speaking English, but like you, it's not like it was overbearing that like I didn't want to watch or whatever. So that was you know I, I, it was unfortunate that the game because I know last year the game was on regular CBS I think and not just CBS Access so. I mean, I think this will give McKinney a chance to play in the Champions League again, and that's going to be awesome. And it's, I, I think, I think at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about this move, and I, I think it is, and this may be also coming from a little bit of bias because McKinney was the guy that I started buying last summer, and if you saw my tweet that I, that I, uh, that I had, you'll see how many McKinney cards I actually bought last summer and it's strange you know his cards were like super cheap which is the reason why I bought them which was the reason why I was buying them but like I didn't even realize how many I actually bought until I actually like pulled out the collection last night and counted it so I also had some cards that I bought on check on my cards I bought the 2018 optic and I think I still have one or two of them I know I sold a few like I just recently sold one for $35, which I bought each of them for like $1.50. So like that's insane. And a lot of like most of the huge flips that I've had on that site have been from these crazy soccer cards that I bought for like a dollar and then was able to flip them for uh flip them for like $20, $30, $40 in the case of Kai Havertz. So I think I still have one or two. I forget off the top of my head, but I have Five of the Bundesliga Tops Chrome cards. These are all 2018, so these are the cards I would consider his rookie. Um, they don't have the well, they I they the 2018 optic have the rated rookie logo, so the cards from that same year are cards that I would consider his rookie. So 2018 Tops Chrome, uh, 2018 Bundesliga Tops Chrome. I have five of those. I have one of the blue Tops Chrome Champions League cards. I have one of the Oh, whoops, I totally messed that tweet up, actually. It should say green. Oh, well, whatever. So, one of I have one of the green number to 99, one of the blue number to 150. I have 11 Topps Chrome Refractors. I, I mean, and I think I must have bought that for, like, I must have bought it for, like, $10, I think. I don't think, I, I'd have to go back and look, and maybe, actually, let me see if I can go back and look now. And then, this is the part that I really didn't realize, was I have 60 of the base Topps Chrome cards. So, I think I need to, I do want to send some into PSA. I have heard that, 
the that the that year's worth of Topps Chrome, the 2018 Topps Chrome, and then the 2019 Bundesliga Topps Chrome are fairly hard to grade, is what I've heard. And I also have a bunch of because I also have a bunch of uh, Sancho's that I want to send in too. So. I'm not sure. I probably will send in the Sancho's. Like I have ten of the Sancho's, I think. So I'll probably send those in first, just so that way I can, I mean, at least get a feel for it. Uh, okay. So how many did I buy here? I can't click on it. So twenty-seven dollars. Oh, so it was like, I I bought I think twelve of them. I think one of them I actually put in a a part that I want to send into PSA. Uh, oh, and I, and it wasn't even it wasn't even last summer. It was last October is when I was buying these McKinney cards. That's pretty pretty insane. I bought the blue refractor for um a dollar a dollar thirty seven. Oh, and then I bought a lot of thirteen for ninety nine cents. So that's insane. And then here's another refractor that I bought for two dollars. So it looks like. It was. They were probably. It looks like the the the, the refractors I bought were probably around two to three dollars, if I had to guess, because uh, I can't click on them, so I can't see how many I purchased in this lot. But I mean, I don't know. It's it doesn't really. It, that's insane. And I mean, I realistically, in total, I probably spent less than $100 on all of these cards. And so maybe this is why I think the move is so massive. And it may be massive for me, but I think it is also massive for U.S. soccer in general. Because, like, you know, if you get to go play with Ronaldo and you're, you're like, the player that they, tr- that, they, that they wanted, that's, I think, is huge. Like, he... And I think it's alone, and then they have the opportunity to buy. So with soccer, it can be straight. It's like weirder, like it's or not weirder, but it's different than it is with like American sports for sure, uh, because the way that it works. Because they can you can loan and then get a chance to buy, which I I think it's if you if you play a certain amount of games, they have the opportunity to just buy out the player. I guess it it is sort of confusing, and I would be. I don't think U.S. sports will never do this model. Um, I think it's because there's just not as there's not enough teams like, and there's not like the way like each each region of the world has their own league, and there's like thirty ish teams in each league. So like, you look at it from that standpoint, and it makes it much much easier to do that model. Where in the U.S. you wouldn't, I don't you I don't think you really would be able to do that. Also, they don't like you can't buy players, which is which is. I think another thing that they that they have in soccer is that you can like purchase a player and or instead of like trading a player, you can like just like purchase a player. So that's pretty interesting. So and actually, I guess it is the cash considerations. I guess is kind of um, they do that in baseball, or they do like the the foreign. Uh, foreign uh, market player or something like that. I forget exactly. The international roster spot or something. So maybe they sort of do. And I guess... But with the NBA, it's ba- you gotta... If you have... The, the cap space has to... You can trade whoever for, for, for whoever if you have the cap space. So Tyler from 137 and Gary V's team, he posted a thing on Instagram of all of the American players that are, like, all around the world. And you look at the core, and they're basically all 21 or below. 
which is phenomenal, which you know, I think it's I actually hold on. Olympic soccer, let me look that up. Olympic soccer age limit. So there are no restrictions on the women's team while the men's team needs to be under 24. So I mean you know, I, and I, I'm not 100% sure if the U.S. qual. I think they qualified for the Olympics. I'm pretty sure, or maybe they didn't get a chance to because of the because of the uh, the stoppage of play. But you know, if they get to play in the Olympics, like I mean, and I and I know the Olympics obviously isn't as prestigious as the World Cup, but like if you look at the American team. It's like basically the team that's going to be in the World Cup in 2022. And, I mean, these players like Pulisic, McKinney, Tyler Adams, Giorania, Josh Sargent, Sergio Dest, Timothy Way, or Tim Way, um, Conrad De La Fonte, I, I guess I don't know him, and then Zach Steffen. So, I mean, these players are all like Zach Steffen's 25, so he wouldn't, he, and he plays for Man City. He wouldn't be playing on that Olympic team, but he probably will be on the World Cup team. But you look at this, they're all basically under 21. I think Stefan's the oldest, he's 25, and then Pulisic and McKinney are both 21, which they're like essentially the leaders of this team. And the fact that now they're playing like these huge teams is like ginormous. And I know I've seen stuff about Sergio Desk going to play somewhere, and I mean, Rainia plays at Dortmund and that's huge and then Tyler Adams I don't know where if he's going to go anywhere but I mean Rain Rainia playing with Holland and Sancho is going to be I mean these American players are playing with the top notch players in the world right now so that's I'm ex- I mean I, I'm excited to see what happens for American soccer in the next few years because I mean how could if you're if you're a soccer fan or you're an American soccer fan how could you not like we have we have the team basically that is that is young that is going to i mean potentially win a gold medal like i don't know if they qualified or not for the olympics or whatever i think they may have but i'm not like i said i'm not 100% sure but it's with this mckinney move i think the amount of exposure that american players are going to be getting over the next few years i think is something we haven't seen you know, and I guess maybe something we haven't seen. I'm comparing it to, you know, my general knowledge of American soccer. But it feels like these players going to play at these major teams is such huge news, and I'm super excited for what is to come for this team, especially with McKinney going to play with Ronaldo. So that's all I've got for today's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for following on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Reddit, Action Network, all those places. Um, let's see. If you are, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal as well. So thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.